0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Tap Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aronosor, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for almost 20 years now, and it is my privilege and my passion to make learning about wine fun, easy, and practical. What does practical means? It means that I wanna make sure you know how to enjoy wines and create magical pairings, not just for fancy events, but in your everyday lives. I wanna show you how you can take the wines, spirits, and beers from around the world and enjoy their flavors with confidence. And on that note, let me. what this week's episode is all about. In this week's episode, I'm gonna be sharing with you the five things that as a sommelier, I wish people would stop doing in regards to wine. So let's call these a light pet peeve list, if you will. And this one's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you're curious about the five different topics that are on my list, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. okay let me first caveat and say that this episode is all in good fun but also for awareness and if you find yourself fitting into one of the five categories Don't worry about it, but use this as an opportunity to maybe tweak your responses a little bit or how you interact with wines, because that's going to allow you to discover more, to open up to more flavors. For those of you who are in the wine industry, whether as a student or an acting sommelier or wine steward, you can also use these and keep these on your radar, whether you are within a restaurant, a hotel, working one-on-one with clients, consulting or teaching. So let's get started and dive into my first one which is please stop stereotyping grape varieties and what does stereotyping a grape variety mean this means that you have had an experience in the past maybe positive or negative but ever since that experience with that one wine you have lumped all wines of that same grape variety into that characteristic now we have thousands, hundreds of thousands of wines on the planet available to you. And each one is like meeting a new person. So I'm going to use the analogy here. If you meet a new person and her name happens to be Sarah, but when you were in grade school, there is a mean girl, Sarah. It's not like you meet this new person and automatically say, Hey, Sarah, nice to meet you. By the way, Years ago, I met a Sarah and she was really mean, so I've made it a rule never to talk to any Sarahs again, and I keep Sarahs out of my life. Now, (laughs) you can laugh about this, but it's so true in regards to wine. And unfortunately, we see this all the time. Riesling, Chardonnay, and Merlot definitely seem to take the hits here. So I challenge you, if you have found yourself in a bucket, assuming that your experience with All wines of a certain grape variety or style are going to be the same as something you experienced in the past. Please break that stereotype pattern and open yourself up. Now, if you did have an experience that you weren't sure if you liked the profile of a Riesling from Germany, for example, then maybe try one from a different country. If you remember the wine that gave you that experience, look up the wine note about that wine. It's definitely on the internet somewhere and look for a wine or a grape variety of the same style whose note is a little bit different. So I'll use Riesling, for example some Rieslings are bone dry, almost steely so that it can have almost a tin flavor. It has so much steel components to it, but we also have luscious, rich, sweeter styles of Riesling with more peach and stone fruit. So the note of the wine note and the descriptors on each of those wines is very different. So again, as an example, you are going to look at the wine that you're stereotyping. If you can remember the wine that started off your thought pattern of that grape variety and look for the grape variety but with a different note and open up your experience to something new so the first one on our list is please stop stereotyping grape varieties into one big bucket treat each one like it's a new person just with the same name and you would never assume the person with the same name is going to be exactly the same as a previous one that you met before now the second one this is more about how you interact with wines and i think you'll find this one right across the board and this is me asking you to please stop holding your wine glass unless it's stemless by the bowl of the glass. What does that mean? It means that you don't hold it on the stem, you actually hold it on the large part, the glass part of your wine glass. Why does this bother wine professionals so much? It's because of the fingerprints. It's because of especially if you're drinking white wines, it's going to warm up, and the stem is strong. If you're worried that the stem is not strong on the glass, don't worry about it. It's a hundred percent strong enough to have you hold it and it's just about in regards to swirling the glass your experience. It's a funny thing. It's definitely a nitpicky thing, but but if you could use the stem, not the bowl of the glass, it helps us feel a little bit more comfortable for you because you can't swirl a glass properly if you're holding it in your hand. The glass by holding it at the stem allows you to twist that glass in different ways and have more mobility with it, as well as keep the fingerprints off the glass and visually more appealing to be able to assess it or just the way it looks on your table. So that's a light one, but if you just wanna keep that into the back of your head, if you are somebody. Now, if it's stemless glassware, 100%, hold it however makes you comfortable but if you're working with glasses with a stem please use it and especially with white wines it's going to help you not warm up the wine as you hold it in your hand my third one on the list is I wish people would stop assuming that the house wine at a restaurant is going to be cheap and unquaffable, meaning that it's just kind of there and it's not going to be an enjoyable wine. Now, is it going to be value-based? Probably because the The restaurant can be buying more of it. At the same time, they've chosen it because it's an easy drinking wine and it's going to go with a bunch of the different food styles that they have on their menu so know that a house wine has been carefully chosen both red white or rosé maybe maybe they have the options to have a glass a craft a bottle there may be a few different ways for you to enjoy this here but know that the house wine has been carefully chosen just like every other wine on the list and it's meant to be a wine that maybe you don't need to think about you can just enjoy the company enjoy the food and sometimes it's fun and easy just not to even think think about the label of the wine you're enjoying, you just want something to go with dinner. So don't automatically assume that the house wine at a restaurant is cheap and you won't like it. In my experience, they're very easy and enjoyable and give them a shot if you're going out and sometimes you just don't even want to look at the wine list. So I challenge you to try the house wine the next time you're out there and try it with their food. Remember the house wine has been chosen because it goes with their food styles. It may not be a style that you would have all the time. So we're always looking to try new wine styles you don't want to get in a wine rack so be sure to give the house wine a try the next time you're out at a restaurant now my next one goes along with that restaurant theme but it also ties into retail and that is assuming that if you order or purchase an expensive bottle of wine that you're going to like it and here's my two cents on this now if you purchase an expensive bottle of wine whether to enjoy it a restaurant or for a special occasion or whenever and you have not had this wine before, please know that sometimes expensive wines are expensive for a couple of reasons. Let's talk about why the wine is expensive in the first place. One, it comes from a chateau or a house or a winery that there is a limited supply or that wine has been given very high points, which means it's gotten some acclaim, more people know about it, so there's demand. And like anything, the less of a product there is or the higher demand for something, the increase in value that it goes. In my experience, a lot of people, and sometimes this happens for a special occasion, will purchase a more expensive bottle, which is usually more than their everyday wine style. That's fantastic. We wanna be trying wines in different price ranges. However, when you do a big jump, if you will, sometimes those wines, whether it's by age or style of wine and you're picking something because you think it's more expensive you're going to enjoy it more that it's going to be this aha amazing a moment sometimes it's not and here's why more expensive wines sometimes whether they are older different grape varieties are of nuances and experiences that maybe are going to be different than the easygoing everyday wines that you have been enjoying in my experience people get less honest, the more expensive the wine is because no one wants to say that they purchased something that was of a higher value and they just really don't like the flavors or the textures. So if you are purchasing a collectible wine style or you are celebrating a special occasion, it is always a great idea to talk to the wine steward, the sommelier, the person at the shop, and let them know about what your favorite wines are now so that when they are looking for a special occasion wine for you, they're going to be able to work with you and help you find a wine style that's still going to be in that palette profile that you enjoy but maybe a bit more luscious if you will in regards to the palette so if you are looking to get into whether it's collectible wine styles or select a wine for a special occasion I will always highly recommend that you work with the wine steward the sommelier the person at the wine shop someone who can help you learn about your everyday wines the wines you're enjoying now and use that profile to find a wine at a higher value that is going to give you an experience that you're still going to enjoy just because it's more expensive does not mean that you are going to like it and it also may mean that it has some aromas and flavor profiles because of the aging or the different grape varieties that have been used that you may not even like that palette style so I want you to be able to enjoy the wines you're trying. I also want you to be able to spend your money well, and I don't want to scare you off from seeking to enjoy those more collectible wine styles, if you will. So always recommend working with a wine professional if you are looking to get into those sort of higher tier or special occasion wines obviously Google is your friend here too you can look on the internet look at different notes someone on the planet somewhere has tried the wine recently that you are looking at investing in but definitely word to the wise if you are looking to experience a higher valued wine style always loop in a professional. We're here to help you. And that's a great segue into number five on my list. And number five is, people assuming that we are judging you when you're selecting wine styles and this is definitely not the case. Now I'm speaking for myself obviously and other sommeliers that I know who are in my circle if you will but we are really only asking questions to help identify the wines that you're currently enjoying so that we can help you find more. I'm not asking about which wines you're enjoying now because I want to be snoopy or I want to judge you or I think that they are cheap. Some people are always worried that I'm Going to think that the wine styles you like are not of quality. That's a hundred percent not the case. Please stop assuming or being afraid to tell us honestly what your favorite wine is right now. Wine styles change. In saying that, we know that most people stay with the same six bottles most of their life. So what I'm looking for when I'm asking you about what wine styles do you enjoy, what do you have most often, or if you're shopping for a friend, asking about that, is I'm trying to decipher the palate profile that you're comfortable with so that then I can find you more wines that you're going to like, but from different countries, maybe different grape varieties. From those six bottles that most people enjoy most of their lives, I can give you about 30 more. I just need a place to start. So I'm not judging you, I am there to help you. And to do that, I need you to be honest with me about what you're drinking right now and what you are enjoying. Now, in saying that, if you have not done your palate personality, Quiz yet on my website and if you're watching on YouTube the link's easily below and if you're listening on your favorite podcast in the description of this podcast you're also gonna find the link and take this short quiz there's like eight questions and you're going to be given your palette personality and you're going to have one of three palette personalities that I have identified And once you have your palette personality, you're going to get a whole booklet that I have created just for you, as well as lists of wine styles you're going to enjoy and regions and some descriptor words that you're going to be able to use the next time you're shopping. So if you have not done your palette personality quiz, what are you waiting for? You're going to want to click on over at WineGirlAcademy.com and you're going to see, take the quiz and do that. It's free, it's easy, and you're going to get your personalized booklet. So back into the five things that I wish people would stop doing, let's recap what we've covered today. We've covered stereotyping grape varieties, please stop putting grape varieties or blends or styles into one bucket. Treat each new wine that you try like meeting a new person. Be open to that experience of discovering the new person and learning about them, so please stop stereotyping. My second one, this is the finicky one, is please use the stem on the wine glass, and if you are using a stemmed wine glass, don't put your hands around the bowl. You'll still feel strong by holding on the stem it's a finicky one i know but all of us who have ever polished glasses are asking you please to stop doing that <laughs> but any of you who've ever polished glasses you'll appreciate this but it's also good to keep your wine at a more consistent temperature so please use the stem on your glassware my third one is don't assume that the house wine is not good and cheap it's been chosen because it goes with so many food styles it's a very food friendly if you just want to go to a restaurant enjoy a great meal great company and not think about the wine. The house wine is always a great option and many restaurants will have it by the glass, by the craft, by the bottle, but don't be afraid of it and don't think that by choosing it, the restaurant staff is thinking that you're choosing just a cheap wine. Give it a try the next time you're out. Number four on my list was about expensive wine styles. So if you are looking to invest or to purchase for a special occasion, a more expensive bottle of wine, my recommendation is always to work with a wine professional to make sure that you're going to have something that you're going to enjoy. Just because a wine is more expensive does not mean that you are going to like it. And my experience is that the more expensive a bottle gets, the less honest people are in telling me if they like it or not because no one wants to say they spent a bunch of money on a bottle of wine they did not like. So please loop in the wine steward, the sommelier, the person at your favorite wine store. We're here to help you and we want to make sure that you get something that you enjoy. And the last one on my list is for you to stop thinking that we're judging you when we're asking you questions about what wines you're enjoying now. The reason we're doing that is not to judge you in regards to the style or the price point or the category wine that you are enjoying. It's to find the wines that you currently are enjoying so that we can help you select more wines that you're going to like and open up your palate and open up the wines that you're trying. But to do that really well, we first need to know where we're starting from. So we're not judging, we're just really trying to figure out what you like now so that we can help you expand your repertoire of different wines that you're trying. So those are the five things as a sommelier I wish people would stop doing. I hope that you have enjoyed learning about my list today and like i said earlier in this episode if you haven't done your palette personality quiz definitely jump on over to winegirlacademy.com you're going to see where you can take that quiz it's easy and fun eight questions take you just a few minutes and you're going to get a whole booklet just about you and the wine styles that are going to fit in your profile it's also a great tool if you need to buy a gift for somebody and you're li- and you're wondering what types of wines they'll like if you do this as a friend group and you share with each other your pal personality you're going to be able to easily buy gifts for each other if you know each other's pal personality now if you have any questions or comments i'd love to hear from you if you're watching on youtube you can leave those below if you are listening to your favorite podcast feel free to reach out on any of the social media channels as well as you can always email me at hello at winegirlacademy.com as always it's been wonderful to hang out with you be sure to like share and subscribe new episodes of the wine shop talk come out every tuesday i want to wish you a wonderful week cheers to you bye